All right, y'all. It's another edition of Sounds from the Street. I'm your humble host, DJ Aisha. And um, I'm happy to say that uh, uh, we're safe and sound here at Mutiny Radio, in case you're wondering. No worries. And got some music news for you uh, from theenemy.com, in case you're interested in finding out more. Uh, this is regarding uh, Woodstock. Um, I'm sure you've been hearing in the news uh, Woodstock was supposed to take place, um, I believe, next month, but it's not going to be happening. Uh, it sounds like, uh, let's see, Woodstock 50 reportedly releases all artists from the contract. All artists set to play next month's Woodstock 50 have been reportedly released from their contracts. The festival, who have had a whole world of problems over the past few months, mainly related to finding a new location for the event, had finally found a home in the Meriwether Post Pavilion in Maryland earlier this week, with the new site over 350 miles from the original location in Watkins Glen, New York. With the new Maryland venues such a distance away from the original planned festival site, Billboard reports that such a change in distance would breach the contracts many of the artists signed in, agreeing to play the festival. They say that the festival organizer, Michael Lang, and his team emailed the agents of the book bands to inform them that they would not force the acts to still play the festival, but invite them to fulfill fill their performances if they pleased. Earlier today, it was revealed that Jay-Z and John Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater Revival had both pulled out of Woodstock 50. Other artists among those set to perform were The Killers, Miley Cyrus, Santana, Dead and Company, Chance the Rapper, Imagine Dragons, and Halsey. The new venue's operator, Seth Hurtwitz, has explained the situation in a conversation with Billboard. Quote, Michael Lang called me a week ago about doing the show in D.C. proper, but on the short notice, there really wasn't anywhere to do that. I suggested Meriwether would be a low-risk option and is considered D.C. Plus, it has a similar historical legacy, Hurwitz said. We made a deal quickly contingent on him putting a show together and dealing with the fact that we have a show booked on one of those dates. So now I'm just a venue waiting to see if the promoter with the hold is going to confirm. Very interesting. The festival has had a host of problems over the past few months, and since April has lost its primary funding partner, Dentsu Agis Network, and one of its headliners, the Black Keys, who are actually going to be playing here in a couple weeks' time. So no worries for us <laughs> here in the Bay Area. And uh, Woodstock 50 is, I guess, is still set to take place. They just have to confirm the venue. And it's supposed to be happening the weekend of August 16th to the 18th. So I guess stay tuned for that, folks. If you are uh, trying to be a part of history, it would be the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, the original one being in uh, 1969. Uh, I guess they called it the Summer of Love. And in case you're a movie buff from the 70s and 80s, uh, don't fret, there's going to be two new Mad Max movies in the works, according to director George Miller. Uh, the release date is yet to be revealed. This is also from TheEnemy.com. In a new interview, the man behind the action-packed Mad Max, Fury Road, which starred Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron, has revealed plans for a pair of sequels, providing legal issues with Warner Brothers uh, subsidiary. Talking to IndieWire, Miller said that there were two sequel ideas in the works, both involving Mad Max and also a Furiosa story, but that it all depends on the outcome of the Warners thing, quote-unquote. 
referring to legal wrangling with Warner Brothers over unpaid earnings. According to Miller, it all started because of the chaos at Warner Brothers and not Kevin uh, Sujihara. He wasn't the antagonist, Miller said. A lot of people didn't know what was going on and were not prepared to make a definitive stand. Everybody was running around, fearful, it seems, though, through three regimes. It was hard to get anyone's anyone's attention, so we went to litigation. He added, the chaos has stabilized and it's become extremely positive, as the dust seems to have settled after the AT&T merger. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on with some of these huge corporations. Hmm. Miller is currently working on 3,000 Years of Longing, which, according to IMDb, will star Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. Meanwhile, Tom Hardy will be returning for Venom 2. It has been revealed. Nice. I kind of a side note. I finally watched Venom. I didn't. It's hard for me to see movies when they actually come out because by the time I get around to seeing it, it's already too late. But I watched it recently, and I mean. It's not the best. It's not a quote-unquote Marvel film, but then it is a Marvel film. Uh, It was okay. I think I liked more that it was shot here in San Francisco, so hopefully Venom 2 will be mostly shot here as well. Um, It's always fun to watch you know, films that are shot here in the city. It doesn't happen too often anymore, but when it does, it's kind of a treat. After starring in 2018's Venom, it has now been confirmed that the actor will be back to reprise his role as Eddie Brock, aka Venom, in the Marvel sequel. And if you're just tuning in, um, I am your humble host, DJ Aisha, and uh, Paolo, who's my intern, he's currently visiting family in the Philippines, and I think he was also in Japan. He said he's going to be back in August, so uh, stay tuned for that as well. Hopefully more kind of film things going on with me, promo films, um, if you can believe that. I've been trying to get into shape these past few weeks, (laughs) and being on film is a good way to kind of motivate that, um, just as a side note. Uh, health has been pretty important to me the past couple of years. Um, and if you live in the Bay Area or in San Francisco, I'm going to highly recommend that you take advantage of some of these free classes that they have, because a lot of shit, as you already know, is not free. Uh, so definitely take advantage of, you know, uh, Salesforce Park just reopened. It's a beautiful park. It's, you know, right above uh, the city of San Francisco. It's in the city, but when you're at the park, you kind of feel like you're outside of it, if that makes sense. But anyways, they have yoga classes, uh, Urban Kick, which is a, a sports conditioning slash hit slash uh, kickboxing class on Saturday afternoons. Uh, there's a high intensity interval training, which is really fucking hard, but I'm, you know, working on it. And um, there's some other classes too, but they're kind of at weird times if you work or go to school. So if you can fit them into your schedule, there's Zumba, there's meditation, there's Tai Chi. Um, But anyways, um, I'm probably going to play the interview that I did with Gang of Four back uh, earlier this year. I apologize, it's taken me uh, this long to play it for you guys. It was a great interview that I did with Andy. Um, You might know him as the original guitarist in Gang of Four. So I think he's the only original member left in the lineup. So you know, glad that he's, you know, pushing on through. They have a lot of dates coming up. So if you happen to live in China, Australia, um, you know, anywhere in the world, definitely follow them, you know, on the social media sites, 
and uh, go see them live because they're definitely, I mean, some people feel a certain way about bands that don't have original lineups, but I'm just telling you from seeing the original lineup and the newer one, they're absolutely fantastic, uh, full of energy, um, you know, right on the edge there. Um, they're going to explode into the audience. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to find the best way to describe it for you guys. <laughs> there really is no proper way to describe it. You just have to see it yourself um, live and in person. And I've been lucky enough to see him uh, the past few times here in the city, at the Independent, the Chapel. I saw him in Oakland at the New Parish. So anytime you get a chance to see a band like that, definitely take advantage of that. And um, also the Ruffies uh, are going to be here uh, and they're right across the bay in Oakland but they're going to be here tonight and if you want to uh, donate definitely follow the show on um, <laughs> Facebook uh, at Sounds from the Street SF and there's a bunch of links there depending on how you like to spend your money whether it be through Etsy or Facebook Facebook Marketplace. Um, I, have a, I designed a few t-shirts for you guys, so if you could definitely buy a couple of those, uh, get in touch with me, and uh, we can figure out how to exchange money, how to get the shirts to you. Uh, going to be using that money to, you know, keep things going here at Mutiny Radio. As you know, it's harder and harder to keep free speech free, so... You know, any donation, any amount, um, t-shirts are selling for 25 you know, that's as low as we're going to go for now. Um, but definitely donate what you can and, uh, go ahead and stay tuned for more mutiny radio. I'm just going to queue up that interview for you. Stay tuned. Yeah, I am very much so. Perfect. And you guys are playing in SoCal tonight, is that right? Uh, playing where? Are you Are you currently playing a show uh, this week or tonight? I saw something on your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing tonight <laughs> at the the Cas the, uh, the Cas Bar. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I've forgotten where I am actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty of... sure it's California. I'm in. Yes. Yes, you are. You are in uh, California. San Diego? San Diego, yes. maybe? Yes. Yeah. I think that's right. And you're going to be... Excellent. Here in... I'm in the right place. Woohoo! And you're going to be up here in the Bay Area playing at the yes. chapel here in San Francisco on Saturday right. the 9th. And it's already sold out. So you know what that yeah. means. It's going to be a fantastic yeah, show. Yeah, it's, it will be, yeah. And um, what's your experience been like uh, recently playing in the Bay Area these past few years? Playing where? Uh, playing in San Francisco or the Bay Area in general. Well, what's it's, your... uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, always, uh, it's always a great experience. You know, we've, uh, I think, the first time Gang of War came to America... Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the the biggest shows we did were, I think we were playing with the Buzzcocks, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and 
you know, many years ago. And, and we played at the Geary Temple. Um, That's right. And it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was a massive, it was such a hot, hot night. Uh, <laughs> and we just, uh, you know, I just remember just like being drenched in sweat, you know. It was, uh, nice. it was cool. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, and whenever we come back, uh, it's been uh, fantastic, you know. So we we love San Francisco and, and, the, and the area. Definitely. And how does it compare? I mean, it's kind of funny that you guys are touring now because there's so much political upheaval, which you're also experiencing yeah. in the UK. And so yeah. there's um, there's a lot more material to write about now compared to a few years ago. Yeah. Or how would you say that it's affected uh, the group? Well, I, I mean, I think um, it's 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 a complicated one because, <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I think we are we are in a in a time where it's kind of a lot of upheaval and and chaos and mm. in 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 uh, both both America and and, and the UK uh, <clears throat> and there's a kind of rise of populist nationalism throughout Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danforth has always tried to avoid writing about you know the topic du jour. We've we've tried to you know keep mm-hmm. a little bit away from current affairs <clears throat> because it's more you know I mean it's a more what what we've done is more it was more descriptive observational thing of. As of our lives and, and how they're put together, but I think there are sometimes situations. I mean, uh, like on this new record, there's a, a track called uh, Ivanka. My name's on it, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just like it's there's there's the mood music now. The the uh, some of the Ideas that are going around mm-hmm. are kind of require some kind of observation and some sort of description. And mm-hmm. I think I think in this particular instance, when Ivanka was like stuck, you know, given an office in the White House, and and she was because she's a she's a, a pretty woman, and they kind of wheel her out mm-hmm. to be the to be the, the soft face of Trumpism, mm-hmm. um, and to almost be the explainer. Uh, <laughs> so when she came out and did the famous did the famous speech about you know, someone said that she was complicit, and she mm-hmm. said, "I don't know what it means to be complicit," uh, <clears throat> and it almost felt to me at that point, it's like, well, she's writing the song for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not there's not much I need to add to this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can like, you just you like these are the words, uh, and I, you know, and I obviously I do add to it and put my uh, kind of poetic uh, uh, observations on it uh, here and there, mm-hmm. but essentially it's kind of coming straight from the source, mm-hmm. um, and it was it's just such a it's such a sort of fascinating thing. To have her kind of be try and explain it and try and be uh, 
a, a kind of soft focus version of it, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of mm-hmm. course, she, she and then at the end of it, she says, you know, I promise I'll do my best for you, you know, the American people. Uh, <clears throat> and it was, you know, it's kind of too good to pass up, you know. So I kind of broke the rule of uh, not commenting directly on on current affairs there. Yeah. Uh, 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 but it was, it's kind of too poetic to leave it alone. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when that came out not that long ago, and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I'm thinking. And it was kind of like your interpretation of maybe not just me, but a lot of people who are, Mm -hmm. you know, looking for an outlet, looking for a musical outlet, because there's so many ways for people to get the word out there. But I don't feel like a lot of musicians, do you feel like people are kind of taking Trump head on, or do you feel like people are hiding from it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, I think the majority of musicians um, think it's a bit of a turn off, you know, mm. that, that, that you know that their their fans are not going to be interested in that, you know, um, they want a bit more of a, you know, they don't want to be, you know, have that in their faces. They want more escapism, uh-huh. um, so they don't, so they don't have to think about those things, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think that's, that's the way the majority of people think about it. Um, <laughs> And that's that's you know totally understandable. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I just think um, the way my head works, you know, it's like um, uh, I guess it's uh, food and drink to me. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, and I, you know, it's that some people will, some people are, are drawn to Gang of War because <clears throat> Gang of War does, I think, in a way. Uh, provide an authentic uh, commentary mm-hmm. um, and other people will be like oh it's not for me and that's fair enough right. you know I'm not trying to make music that's for everyone mm-hmm. yeah we don't need that there's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We plenty of other people who are doing music for everyone and they do it very right. well right right <clears throat> good for them but yeah, we're really yeah. excited to have you, and you also have a new album that's already out, if I'm understanding correctly. No, it's have... not already out. I mean, oh, it's not. It's, okay. there's, it's, it's been a bit of an issue because oh, okay. uh, mm-hmm. we were starting with Pledge Music, yeah. uh, and Pledge Music is going through a, enormous problems at this minute, and oh, it's, uh, uh, I know, it's really bad timing and bad luck, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not all their fault. There's nobody has yet got to the bottom of what's going on but there's mm. been some big financial problem so the app has mm. been delayed uh, and we're sorting out what we're going to do uh, mm-hmm. you know as we speak I mean I'm emailing back and forth with the UK mm-hmm. um, we're trying to figure out you know what's the new date and how are we going to get it out uh, right. it's all very last minute stuff and it's kind of Anxiety producing stuff, but uh, oh, yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, watch yeah. the space, etc. Exactly. Yeah. No, nope. you guys are good for it, and you have a great back catalog, so people yeah. can definitely have access to that. I know I do, so that's going to be my my yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> first uh, the first track, first track from um, uh, first track from the album is is out at the out, out at the moment. It's mm-hmm. paper thin and it's it's like streaming on all all platforms and you mm-hmm. know for download and streaming, so that's already out. Um, 
Um, and the rest of the record, um, I'm sure, will be out in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely. And how would you say the music has developed over the, since the last time we saw you, about three, four years ago? How would you, What would you say the new direction is for the band? The direction for the band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, I think, I think since the last record, I think, you know, every every gig we do, every song we work on, Jayla gets more and more. Uh, uh, I think he kind of fits in better and better as, you know, as it's been this sort of process where we've kind of uh, figured everything out as we've gone along, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, I think this new record, uh, Happy Now, uh, I think it's. Uh, a very confident and full record with fantastic performances from from Jayla. Um, so it, it's uh, no surprise. It's it's very funky, <laughs> uh, you know, very rhythmic. Um, and I think one of the one of the big differences is with with with, with the last few records. I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, to produce it myself, and I, you know, and I sort of the, the thought process being, well, you know, I've produced everybody, uh, all these other bands, I know how to produce, so I should, mm. I, I should produce it, yeah. you know, obviously. Uh, and in fact, no, that's not the right. Uh, I, I feel that was not the right way to go because <clears throat> it's always good to have other uh, other creative heads in the room, mm-hmm. so. So I, you know, that was the first decision when I started making Happy Now, was that I would be working with other other producers. So, uh, for example, there's been three different producers, co-producers with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was Ben Hillier, um, who oh, yeah. uh, has done um, Blur, for example. That's right. Um, yeah. Then Ross Orton, who produced uh, Arctic Monkeys and MIA. Nice. Um, and and then uh, Mark Taylor's mm-hmm. and so I mean th- those people, you know, uh, I found things things move faster, mm-hmm. um, and you know if you get stuck on something and you're on your own, it's really easy to uh, uh, feel a bit down and then go and watch TV, uh, you know, to waste time. But you can't do that for somebody else, though. You know, you have, to, you have to press on. And they've usually got a solution for it. You know, something that maybe stumps one person, somebody else has got an answer, you know, and you just and the, the ball keeps rolling. And, and you get results a lot faster, and you get a whole load of momentum going. And the whole creative process, I think, is a lot, uh, a lot better. A lot better. Um, and it's something that I've kind of learned quite late you know the, this thing about momentum and getting getting results quickly and not hanging about is uh really a useful thing absolutely got to keep those juices flowing <laughs> you do you do <laughs> and um what kind of music are you listening to outside of gang of four what what do you feel like is really relevant at the moment um <laughs> Just lately, I've been listening to um, Run the Jewels quite a lot, who I've yeah. I've liked I've mm-hmm. liked for a few years, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I, you know I 
love the the way they put beats together and uh, and the whole the way you know the way the vocals and the beats work together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, uh, trying to think what else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's your favorite uh, group at the moment. You know. <laughs> Pardon? It's your favorite group at the moment. It sounds like. Uh, yeah, I think I think. Mhm. Yeah. yeah, and um, in terms of people locating you online, would you say Facebook is the best way to go? I know you guys also have an Instagram. Say that again. I couldn't. I couldn't oh. hear that. Say that yeah, again. Yeah, sure. Um, in terms of people finding you, the best way to find you guys online, you guys are pretty much everywhere on social media, yeah. so it would be hard not to find you. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that's um, right. Mm-hmm. And um, the official site is gangof4.co.uk. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Google it. I can't remember. <laughs> I think it might change. It might be gangof4.uk. I'm not sure if it's got oh. code. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and, and Facebook. Yeah, Gang of Four official on Facebook is a good place to go. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And are there any um, are there any surprises that we can look forward to in San Francisco? Well, we'll we'll, we'll do um, uh, you know definitely two or three or four uh, songs from the new album. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you've got to be on your toes. Uh, mm-hmm. So you spot them, and uh, there'll be uh, kind of what we normally do, which is like a mixture of um, you know. A lot of uh, old favourites and some brand new things, and uh, um, I kind of like the way they sit next to each other really well. You know, you can play something from 40 years ago, and you can play something from that was written mm-hmm. you know, six months ago, and uh, and they work well together. You know, so right. I like that. Mm-hmm. And will you guys yeah. have merch for sale? Will we what? Will you have a merchandise for sale? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. We've got a whole, we've got a brand new load of. Um, well, actually, um, a little secret is that we're actually also selling the vinyl for the new record. Um, uh, so you can get you can get the vinyl for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, a whole whole new lot of stuff that we've uh, just been designing just recently. That's awesome. Well, we're really looking forward to this Saturday seeing you at the chapel. Yeah in San Francisco and um, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. It's been a couple of years and um, really looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it as well. It's going to be like standout Uh, and great talking to you. Thanks for talking to us. Have a great rest of the tour. Thank you very much. Okay, take care. Bye for now. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. That was my lovely interview with Andy from Gang of Four. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I am, but not not as I don't know the canon as well as some other <laughs> punk rockers might. I feel embarrassed because that show was about six months ago, but you know life has been a little topsy turvy since then. But hey, I snuck the interview in, and um, they're probably going to come back next, either in the fall or early next year. I'm hoping like springtime. But if you've never seen them before, definitely like they're explosive on stage. Like they will conquer. Like they could be on that stage, and yeah. they would just fucking own it. So. As it sh- as it should be, you know. Some people say play yeah. to the room, and it's like, yeah. nah. You play to no matter who's in the room. You gotta, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, they've only been around for forty 
two years now, 43 years. So I think they know what they're doing. Yeah, no, you, you get uh, the experience <laughs> at that level. Yes. You know what the fuck you're doing. Yes. But anyways, uh, one of the refies are here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? And where are the other peeps? The other peeps are working. Oh, yeah. Most of them, I think, are all working right now. Um, two, two, at, two at pizza places and one at a quali- high-quality weed store. Ooh, I like that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm, I've gotten into CBD the past two years. wasn't really into, like, smoking pot because I mm. have issues. I have allergies. I see. So I was like, yeah, it's not really for me. But then when you have pain in your body, you find ways to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> CBD is magic. Um, my brother's pit bull has been having some issues. And so we've been helping her out with a bunch with the CBD because yeah. it makes her feel a lot better. Um, how do you, what is your preferred method to uh, um, it's indulge? It's interesting. We used to partner up with Alta California. Are they still around? Alta Botanicals? I don't no. I think they might still be around. But anyways, the guy would come in and he'd have like box full of stuff and we'd come in and do the show and I'd look at him like, oh, he's, he's cool. He's all right. <laughs> and then he would give us like uh, samples. So one of them was pain relief. Mm. Another one was spasm relief. And I just kept him in my medicine cabinet like... I'm not going to give them away. I'm just going to keep them because you never know when you might need it. Sure enough, two years ago, started getting uh, TMJ. I'm not sure if you're familiar mm. with that. Your jaw is like not aligned properly. Ooh. And then you just start having like spasms of real bad pain oh, like yeah. on the side of your head that feels like an ear infection, but it's not. Not yet, but I'm <laughs> sure I will get there at some point. Of, uh, I'm just drawing the picture for y'all. No, absolutely. Um, it's easy to... Like, it's easy to like, oh, you got to massage your face. I learned right. that I learned that in acting school back in the right. day. It was like, you got to fucking, you know, you, you forget about that part. You got to like warm up. You're, especially, I mean, you talk on the radio all the time. You're, yes. If your job is to speak. Exactly. Then it's. Put it out there. Yeah. And that was hard too. I was like, oh, I can't make it, you know, this week or I can't make it that time. But it's better now. I see in conjunction with the CBD massage therapy really helps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chiropractic care really helps because mm. they don't don't really know how to treat it to be honest with you the yeah, medical yeah. field will say take a pill they'll say get surgery they'll say get a botox shot but i opted for chiropractic care and it's 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 hard it's like therapy you just got to stick with it yeah it's a lot more it's a lot more work than exactly than the, the pill method is great and i know it works for some people i yeah. definitely uh mm-hmm. n- have have spoken with some some older folks who i'm like don't you want to not take pills and it's like no I like my lifestyle. We get it done. Better living through modern chemistry. And then, you know, you got that. And then the hippie inside you goes like, no, fucking stretch. Like, do, go to class, (laughs) do the yoga, do the hike. Do it. Stop drinking for a few hours. (laughs) Just a few hours. Well, it's like the oldest joke in the world of like, you know, vegans who smoke cigarettes and take molly and fucking do all the coke in the world eat all those carbs and it's like well but then at the same time you think about it for three seconds and it's like yeah but we're vegan to counteract the fact that we want to take a bunch of drugs it's like no like you if i were 
if I took a bunch of drugs and ate a bunch of fucking garbage, I would be dead. So you got to pick your, <laughs> your poison. You got to balance it out, you know? But anyways, my CBD choice is digestive tincture in that bottle. Nice. How about you? Um, or I anything. tend to, I smoke a lot of, of just kind of normal weed, THC, normal THC weed. heavy. I'm old, old school. <laughs> um, yeah. Love, love the Indicas. Love. I tend to find that like the sweeter, the sweeter, the mm-hmm. nug, the more pebbly, the denser, the nug, the more, the it, more it tends to affect my disposition positively there you go that's what we need more positivity i won't go into what happened well maybe i'll go into a little bit but anyways when you walked up i was like hopefully he doesn't notice that the glass was broken i <laughs> i did notice just uh there the, the glass is broken on the front door of of the mutiny radio station here and i was wondering why it was so airy no what the and and apparently someone was pissed at a joke at the, i'm telling yeah. your story yeah. apparently someone was pissed at a joke from the open mic and they wanted to fuck some shit up yep, yep. I, I pulled up here and parked and there were officers of, of the law outside i was like i thought they were doing that like so what do they call it where they get to know the neighborhood yeah right just a, like nice walk about real quick how you doing that's that's how privileged i am i'm like oh there's nothing wrong I'm oh just, they're just here to, just getting to know yeah, the no i was hoping they were here for me but we're not there yet not there yet. we're not there yet and were you surprised that you weren't in oakland were you like oh i think i'm home again <laughs> um it's yes for the most part yes no it's uh I've just moved back to San Jose from beautiful Oakland SJ. and and it's it's you know hooray for the suburbs we're back baby. There's some good there's some good venues maybe you can fill me in. I know there's the Ritz which is known for like the punk rock. Yeah, Ritz Ritz is is a little bit larger than the other ones which mm-hmm. so some of the bigger acts come through there Agent Orange and um yeah. the Addicts and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um super good time I saw Old Firm Casuals there. Um which is a hoot of course. Got to have a nice got to have a nice fight at the the old firm casual show gotta have they had to go off stage because some people were kicking each other's ass in the pit okay. as it should be don't get you don't want to get too emo you don't want to get too happy with the fucking ska music you gotta <laughs> you gotta play some waffle stomper waffle stompers um but yeah the ritz is great and then uh the caravan is where we love that's our home away from home we play there as often as we can i'll have to check that out where is the caravan caravan is downtown as well okay. Um, oh, I'm bad at geography. It's totally fine. I'm going to look it up later just because I'm like... It's like an Almadan and San Fernando or something. One of those. It's right there. We mm-hmm. love it. We love the caravan. What's your favorite venue to play in San Francisco, Oakland, mm-hmm. Berkeley? Mm-hmm. San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley. I really like uh, Benders. We played there. Um, yeah, we played there. Yeah, just on the street, actually. Um what was it on the 20th with milk bath and the throw ups <laughs> sounds familiar yeah fan, yeah exactly <laughs> fan fucking fantastic been there it was super it was a, v- a very good time it was our first time playing there but mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i want to go back yes we like them a lot it's super fun good people like wonderful wonderful bartenders golden bull in oakland is lovely we played there, um, there. a couple times super cool mm-hmm. nice people 
Um, I was there to see um, Billy Joe from Green Day, his side project. Oh, yeah. And guess who was next door that same night? Who? Snoop Dogg. Really? So when I come out of the show, I'm like, it, you know, it's, you know, Billy Joe and, you know, everyone's like going to kill each other, but in a good way. Oh, yeah. Then you, then I'm stumbling out of the Golden <laughs> Bull. I turn right and it's like Snoop Dogg's posse. <laughs> and the guy's like, what you doing, girl? What you doing standing there? Because I, I couldn't walk through it. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna walk across the street to get to the Bart Station <laughs> to that, come back here. But it was like kind of an epic. That's a situation. tough. That's a tough one to pick. Yeah. Which show you're gonna go to that night? Yeah. The, the Billy Joe Side Project or Snoop Dogg? <laughs> Next door, you don't know what's going on that night. You just walk past him. Yeah. Fuck. Was not planning on it, but it was it was a who? What B- can I say? Uh, Blink Blink One Eighty Two is playing with Lil Wayne. They're touring right now, and I think he had. I just read, you know, on on the on the blogosphere that he had to like cancel the Tampa Bay show, and everyone was pissed off because he did it super last minute. Lil Wayne did. How do you feel about that? All these like, I mean, some of the collabs make sense. I don't. It's. I don't. I kind of don't give a shit. It's like cool, hooray for uh, the declassification by a long shot, and kind of you know being you know you get to pick and choose from styles. I mean, you could always do that, but it was seen as sort of this. It was seen as something different, and now it's kind of normal to switch between really disparate mm. um, kinds of music or whatever you know. The, and so. It, it doesn't really bother me. It's like if you want to party, but you like punk music, and you want to like fucking take some some wompy womp drugs. Like, put that new Panic at the Disco record album on. You can put the old one on, too. There you go. But the new one's like, I'll hear that shit, and it's just full super party town music. And so, like, it kind of makes sense that I, like the, I feel like the new Blink record with Matt Skiba on it was, had a little bit of that going. Had just enough that, like, enough of that crossover shit where they're like, fuck it, get the Lil Wayne fans, let's do this. <laughs> Who cares? Make it happen 2019. At Riot Fest, I remember looking at the lineup that just came out. <gasps> I love Riot Fest. Me too. Did it's... you go to the one two years ago? Sorry. No, I'm, no, you're good. I haven't been. I haven't been in a couple years. I went and saw. I went like four or five years ago, something like that. If people are from the Bay Area, why would they like this festival? Because hmm. it's not like Outside Lands. No, it's it's not. I've never. I don't think I've ever been to Outside Lands. It's it's. I mean, it's a. It's like. It's it's punk as fuck but then there's all like so it's like slayers last show in milwaukee and chicago and then i also see on the bill like dashboard confessional playing whatever whole album and i'm like yes slayer and dashboard at the same bestie i like it i like it so the genre mixing is is we've we've reached peak rock and roll where it's okay yeah i went um two years ago nine inch nails new order ministry queens of the stone age peaches mia i was like holy shit, I can have like a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons. It's like, I mean, I'm sure there are festivals like that here, but it's, I, I don't know. I feel like the punk festivals I go to on the West Coast are pretty punked out a lot of the time. Yeah. Whereas like the hippie festivals you go to are kind of hippied out. And like, It's kind of a train of thought that you don't really stray away from. Yeah. You kind of just stay in a line. And for some reason, I, you know, Chicago, we're very clearly, you know, we're spoiled out here. We're next to LA too, where the industry just exists. And I feel like even in Chicago, as big as a city it is, it's like, yeah. oh, you're here. Cool. Let's like, you made it. Play, <laughs> fucking play, baby. You play kind of like, you play rock and roll. You yeah, got yeah, your yeah. shit. Let's go up. Like it's not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of that nitpickiness. Yeah. There's a little bit too. It's much not of it. Chicago specifically does not because I, I feel like New York maybe might have that a little more too. But I've yeah. never really spent time in the scene there. I don't know. I don't know some of those festivals. What is it like Randall Island? 
I don't even know what they're called, but I was like, eh, it's a little too electro. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of going on. Yeah. And well, you know, that's a great time too. Like, you know, it's fun to, mm-hmm. I can get, you know, get down with anything as long as it's good, as long as it's a good time, it's, as long it's as true, like, it's true. And so, you know, I liaisoned at High Sierra, um, a couple weeks back and mm-hmm. it's super funny to be like just in the hippie world completely where like you're fucking me and my buddy who went out there like our sense of humors didn't quite land we had to like become positive <laughs> like elevate they're, they're like passing the guitar around and we'll like play a mountain goat song or like something just like some, some folk punk shit and just like you can see on the faces nobody cares like no one's into it you're like oh you got to get positive here you got to be happy you got to be I remember I, I thought this joke would kill when I was there. It was just like, oh, the vibes. They're so chill. Like, oh, all the vibes. Oh, God, they're so fucking, oh, Jesus. And, and it just, no one, no one laughed at that. Everyone was like, what do you mean? How else should the vibes be? And so I was like, oh, fuck. So this, this was my second year going, and this year I was a little more like, all right, let's get into it. Let's have a good time. Interesting. Like, Are there bands that play there, too? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's, 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 not, it's not an EDM fest. It's like a, uh, it's like a... Grateful Dead influence band jammy jammy fest. Totally, so totally. bluegrass and funk and soul music, but the one defining factor is fat, fat super jams. All right, another twenty minute guitar oh solo. Neil Young all over again. Yeah, yeah. Full I mean, it's again, it's a different style of like acid mushroom molly music. Yeah, totally. Um, good stuff. Essential. Not gonna knock it. There's there's a few of those up here. Yeah, there's a. I mean, you go up to the mountains and every, that's all anybody. They grow their weed and they fucking have a good time and they're just. Good for them. It's my favorite thing about it is like the vague, the like vaguely touch on the world, but they don't want to fuck anybody's trip up, and so it's just like we all know the world's really tough right now. You know, so there's, there's some things going on. No one's willing to say anything specific, but it's just like we all know, you know. So who are you voting for? They yeah. were just no, like, yeah, sh- no, 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 no. They don't want to. No, don't, you're ruining my fucking time, dude. Relax. <laughs> fit in. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So the best, it's like any big festival where yeah. you, uh, especially if it's like a camping one where it lasts many days and you're hearing the same shit over and over again. Yeah. And then I love, you'll see, you'll like go by a dude who's got a speaker who's playing hella EDM or who's playing, or like, I remember just seeing the guy in full punk rock regalia, like just full, like full casualty style flying the flag, like at the fucking hippie fest where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, what up dude? Rep- <laughs> repping it for the team. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the refies and how you guys got together. Um, we, uh, it kind of started as the, you know, folky punk thing, uh, doing the political protest music, copying our, our lovely heroes, copying like, you know, against me and dead candies a little bit. And I also half wanted to be a comedian when I was younger. And so, <laughs> you know, again, comparing us to the greats, but you know, I love fucking Mel Brooks and George Carlin and yes. South Park and all that. And South so trying to draw kind of as much from that and i mean not as much you know it's always going to be music but like i and meatloaf i love fucking meatloaf Meatloaf. oh my god and i like i come like i was saying i come from theater and so kind of musicals and mm. that kind of shit but like mm-hmm. over the top like meatloaf is like musicals but with dick jokes yeah and it's like this sort of that could work yeah it totally and it's you like i will spend forever talking about meatloaf but you're all <laughs> listening to me so you you fucking have to hear it right now Fight no club. no but it's like it, it's this joke about no exactly bob has bitch tits um, what a great movie oh yeah because he, he's yeah he's this fuck he's this fat ridiculous man and he's doing this parody of like 50s like love songs it's great i love it so 
that like keeping keeping the humor going throughout that shit like especially dead kennedys like i mentioned where you just kind of use it as kind of a means to using you know satire as a means to explore your own uh biases almost like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you know i realized like two of dead kennedy's most famous songs are like california uber alice mm-hmm. and uh what is it holly and cambodia and both of those are making fun of the radical left not the radical right which is crazy like you kind of realize it's like i you mm-hmm. know your mm-hmm. kids will meditate in school it's like and then you know you, here's what it's actually like actually like to be a communist to live in a fucking communist country right, fucking right. Kill, which like you kind of i it's still i get lost in it where i imagine them as this fucking they are a radical left band but they like but they're trying also, to let us see what the uh, how it really yeah, is kind of making fun of the hippies though yeah. it's kind of this like you know it's because it's really easy to fall into that uh train of thought yeah that that uh that fundamentalism regardless mm-hmm. of where you are mm-hmm. it's sort of like what, you know what do you mean no it totally works and it's like you know in order to be a proper socialist you have to critique totalitarian you know, you kind of can't be like, at least in my humble fucking opinion, mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, Noam Chomsky style, like libertarian socialism, where you're like, no, 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 like you don't fuck with people, you know, you don't come in with the, with the gulags and that shit, you don't fuck up the speech, you don't fuck up the political parties, you let that happen, but you come in and you take that money from those fucking banks and those giant companies and you don't <laughs> like let them do the shell corporations and all that shit. Yeah. Like you kind of, the, like you're, you're weary of large institutions, be them Absolutely. governments or corporations or <laughs> bands. Now more than ever, right? Yeah. Um, such a disparity it's like it's interesting like the 70s and the 80s we thought it was bad and it was bad you know that's when we were that's when I was born in the 80s but now I'm like it's really fucking bad it does seem I do remember hearing from again the older generation parents and acting teachers like it's always as bad as it's ever it's always as bad as it's ever been we went through Nixon relax and that was the Bush years and then this shit happened and they were like nope I was wrong shit is fucked (laughs) We're all, we're all fakakta. Or they, or they kind of backtrack, right? They were like, oh yeah, Trump's going to save us. Whoops. I remember my dear sweet father. He's not listening. I told him about it, but he's not listening. Oh, um, being like, oh, he's going to get crushed. And I was like, I don't know. I think some of the sexists won't mind his racism and some of the racists won't mind his sexism. I think he's got that coalition of, of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, but as I believe it was, what the hell is that? Uh, uh, Dr. Cornell West was saying he is a gangster. He's a like he fucking he fucking grabs people by the genitals. He fucking lies to everybody. He's a fucking yeah. lunatic. He don't give a fuck. He's a fuck. He sucks. He's fuck like we're straight run by the crime family right now. And like a lot of other countries have that. Like it comes and goes apparently. Yeah. Where it's just I mean that's why going off. But whatever. No, that's why him that. and the fucking Russians get along. People are like how you know how could you know the Republicans align themselves with the Russians. They used to hate the Russians. It's like well but right. we kind of fucking won the Cold War and Russia became a lot like an authoritarian capitalist country. And so <laughs> like they all believe in the same shit where it's right. like, no, like, so why would they not get along? Um, totally. I don't know. I now don't look know. at us. Now look at oh, us. Oh, it's a hoot and a holler. It's going to be a great time. It is. <laughs> we'll see. We'll but see. anyways, so you were kind of influenced by oh, yeah, that, sorry. you know, protesting that at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or at least talking about it. Yeah. Kind of talking about it. And like, I remember hearing a Danny, uh, Danny Elfman has this song, 
capitalism and it's yeah it's very it's like people still argue about whether or not it's satirical or not and i love that like the whole idea is that you get to he he had this quote that i try to re remember and maintain of like I, I enjoy writing in jest from the perspective of various disreputable characters <laughs> and i love that because it's like yeah like, like especially the theatrical nature of it like playing a bad guy playing a villain and doing it like iago style where you're fucking justifying their behavior mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. Some people are like, fuck that, fuck these people, and fuck the horse they rode in on. And it's like, well, but how do, it's more interesting to me to get inside that, get inside the villain and kind of do it that how way. How did they get there, you know? Yeah. Anti-Flag already does what Anti-Flag does. Like, nope, I don't have to do that. Um, you know, we have a song called Don't Hate the Cops, and I, like, I realized I, I was listening to Star Fucking Hipsters, and like, they have that, you know all dead police fucking millions of dead police all that shit and it's sort of like i was listening to it again and i was like oh i think i was like writing almost a response to that where you're like okay if, if we're you know if they're singing all dead police millions of dead cops that whole thing like okay yeah. what's the next kind of joke step and that's mm -hmm. don't hate the cops you know and so Give which yeah right that's fine come on it's okay i mean they show i'm surprised they showed up here i know you know? and we and it's i mean i'm obviously i'm a well maybe it's not obvious but i am a Caucasian gentleman, um, relatively straight, but you know, it wasn't obvious. passable. And, <laughs> and so my experience with the police is obviously different than many other people's, um, perhaps goes without saying, but, and so like, you know, that song in particular, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're like, fuck the police. And the and I'm like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And like, and, but you don't want to hide behind like, I'm just making a joke. Like that's tr it's like sort of recognizing the legitimacy of somebody else's narrative. And so if somebody comes up and it says, fuck you and fuck that song, like listening to the why is more interesting than being like, come on, like, can't you take a joke? Like, it's not a big deal. It's like, for, to them, it's a big fucking deal. And so and then they break the glass. Yeah. And then they break the glass. <laughs> You realize no barriers, no ba <laughs> literally. Ah, ha, ha. The barriers are gone. Well, it's you know you learn, you move forward, and you learn, and yeah. like uh, ex like re realizing that you're wrong is fucking awesome, and just accepting that, and like embracing your own shame and your own like. You go full circle. You jump, mm -hmm. jump the shark is the wrong metaphor, but you like just, okay, instead of trying to be like, no, 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 I'm a good person. You go, oh, I'm a shitty person. Like, I want to hear your, why, why you think that. I'm not, you know, don't be defensive in a certain sense. Mm -hmm. um, now you're a better person. So now, yeah, now you're a better person. <laughs> you're asking how the band started and I keep going off, uh, but it was sort of, you know, I didn't want to be a journalist because that shit is fucking hard and you can't, can't plagiarize and there's a whole different thing. And like, you know, I didn't quite want to be an actor. I did some fucking film stuff and that was like not, and, 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 and you know, theater is too, got its head up its own ass and I love it. But it's, and so you would, you know, you do rock and roll cause that's what we love. My parents were like way into Bruce Springsteen and way into like all, like they both worked in the radio. Um, oh, nice. and so it was sort of just the, you know, the currency, the currency of our family was like being able to quote music and knowing, you know, who is this? No, I think it's the Rolling Stones. Um, is it the clash? Um, and I remember like my dad giving me that fucking that London Calling CD, his London Calling CD. And I remember like breaking the case oh, and being like, oh no, oh no, I broke my dad's thing. And then like a few days or going by and being like, wait, this is mine. He, he gave. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. He doesn't care. Like he's he's over it. He's heard it a million times. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. And so yeah, then my 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 buddy Marshall uh, was like. Fuck your grandpa guitar. Fuck your acoustic shit. I was in Austin, I think, when I actually started the band. I was living out there. And oh, then nice. um, 
or also maybe some of the influence came in where you're like, you're yeah. in, you're, cause it's that, it's, it's fucking left wing as could be, but it's also Texas. So it's tempered with that sort of sense of humor. Was it recently or was that a that few was years like, ago? No, that was fucking eight, nine years ago, something like that. Nice. And so what was it like over there? I wonder if it's, is it the same now or uh, it I just went back for South by, um, which was super cool. And I noticed, I mean, obviously development happens and mm-hmm. you know, it's called progress. Yep. Um, but you always, it's funny, you get that tinge of like, oh yeah, the view is ruined. Like, oh, like, oh, like, I used to like that the east side of 6th Street didn't have all the condos. And now it does. Like, you find, I still find myself with that word, you know, my, fav- <laughs> my favorite is like, God, oh, the homeless problem. God, the condos going up. And it's like, you can't have both. You either, you either need build houses or you have people living on the street. What the fuck do you want? Yeah. Um, totally. All that not in my backyard shite. I know. But it was, and I'm, we're all guilty of it, but yeah. it was, it was lovely. I noticed the music there. It was funny when I was there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't look hard enough for the punk shit, but it was like, for some reason I found an emphasis there on like, kind of like folky, poppy, there's a lot of soul Mm -hmm. in it, like Mm -hmm. it's got, it's got this sort of, uh, you know, good. It's really good. Okay. It's very good. It's like, oh, I was going to say commercial, but it's like, no, it's just polished. It's like, no, we have to, there's so much competition out there and there's so many fucking venues that you just have to like be dialed. And so I noticed that, which and when I came back this next, you know, nine years later or so, mm. I thought I, 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 I sensed a tinge more of the fucking punk rock of the grunge of the dirtiness. And I don't know if it's because of the situation that we're all in. Oh yeah. If it's just because of the lot of fucking, the, the, you know, everybody's feeling it. Glossing it, it over, polishing it. But yeah. then there's so much disparity too. I mean, I noticed that living here the past, you know, almost 15 years actually. And it's like it was always there, but it was never as apparent. It wasn't so in my face, but now it's like in my face mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm, how do I feel about that? Yeah, it is a bummer. There's going to be a fucking, you know, there's probably going to be like a New York Giuliani Times Square moment where some some vaguely fucking conservative person comes in and gets super hardcore elected because everyone goes, you're right. We have to clean the shit off the streets. We can't. And then someone's going to come in and fucking bulldoze all that shit and take it all out and make it all fucking pretty. And then the tourists are going to come back and it'll make it as bad as possible. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Before it gets great. Well, you know, apparently you either ruin our fair city with, with, you know, shitty, shitty Disneyland style stores and sort of Vegas style walkways. Or glitz and glamour, or you you know let it turn into what it is, which is which is a party. Like I, my, I drive for Lyft as well, and one of my favorite things is fucking people who are not from here. Especially, I mean, I think they're just kind of being dicks too when people are from other countries and they're like, you know, I picked up a woman from Ethiopia who was like, it's dirtier than I thought it would be, and I picked up a fellow from Kuwait who was like, doesn't government have to do something about all these people on the street and like like i said i think it might have just been like oh america sucks you guys are full of shit like you guys think you're great but you're not and i can complain to this cab driver about it or sort of you know but i'm i'm receptive to it so i'm like i know it's no dude we don't have to do shit i was sort of like not you know you you return the ball where he's like doesn't doesn't your doesn't your government have to do something about these people yeah and you go fucking nope (laughs) just keep on walking do not have to at all at all does not care you just keep walking you step over that shit and then, Terrible. and then of course the British people coming in like, oh, yeah. I haven't even, haven't even been able to wear my shorts. It's so cold. <laughs> You're like, yeah, motherfuckers. This it's isn't, not fucking California th- after this all. This ain't LA. I love that. Um, <laughs> it's 
It's true. But it is gnarly. It is super gnarly. It is. And, and it is. But I kind of dig that. I, like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, fuck what I mean. As a piece of shit being like, it's great that people live on the street and are homeless. and like. But that's not what I'm trying to say. It's more that. The nitty gritty. It gives you something to bounce off of. Write music about. Yeah, I suppose so. Or like, Inspiration. There is a weird, like, there's a weird appreciation that the the the, the people who uh, seem to be doing fairly well have to deal with the people who are not doing that well. Oh, and I there's something that. about that that <laughs> I like in that is different from the fucking suburbs where it's like yeah. no 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 we got yeah. we got it figured out get the fuck out of here like the fact that the police don't get or like they do get called on the homeless people of course I'm like saying that shit about the about the folks who are hanging on the street um, cuz you don't know what their situation is they might have homes sometimes you just got to hang on the street like I get it um, making some extra money yeah and so you know the fact that it's palpable perhaps will have more of an effect than if it can, if there's enough space to have it kind of be swept away. I don't know though. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I don't know either. It's, it's still pretty new to me. I do remember hearing somebody on the radio be like, don't fucking equate all the problems with, with people not having places to live. Like it's like everyone, you know, people shitting on the streets and doing drugs. It's like, did you shit? You do drugs. You just have somewhere to do it. Like you just aren't, you have somewhere to do it. Like that's the problem. If we fix that problem, then it's not, like it's not out in the open anymore. It's hidden. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's it's a privilege. There's a weird, like there's some privilege there. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be drinking if you're, you know, you should, they spend it all on drugs. They spend it all on drugs. And they're, they're, like, if you just saved a couple dollars, if you were just frugal, then it would be, then you would be oh. fine. Per, the whole personal choice thing rather than, yeah. uh, you know, institutionalized madness. And when people go, I, I hear conservatives on, on the radio yeah. be like, uh, you know, even California, California, it's the, you know, the liberals in California even have this terrible problem. <laughs> and my thinking is that like, even the most, even the most progressive state, as they like to say, um, which is obviously arguable, uh, has this problem because that's how kind of right wing our economic system is at this point where it's like, even, even California mm-hmm. is so market driven instead of, God, dare I say, People, compassion, love, a little fucking humanity driven instead of, wish, yeah. instead of just money, making money, 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 like, which money, is sort money, of, money, money. yeah. And so we could, even California is that far, right? Like, is that far into economics, into capitalism? Um, it's all about the profit making scheme, which I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm a capitalist. I can't, I'm a, I'm a socialist and a capitalist. I get to be both. Suck my face. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- thank you. Thank you for the sound effect. <laughs> Um, and so you get to, you can have your cake and eat it too in this case. It's like, if you start making billions and billions and billions, then we need a little socialism on your ass. Do you like, um, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren? I, I know more still about Bernie. I like them both. I know, I know more about Bernie still from the last time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, he'll still, God, he's still a bit of a one trick pony to me. Like I remember you know, people bring up foreign policy, which is something I give a shit about because I'm a spoiled brat. And like, I don't, since I'm not starving, I'm like, it's the wars. And, it is. Which, you know, it's. I mean, every time you turn on the news, it's Syria, Sudan, uh, Israel versus Palestine. It's like, just get 
fucking out of there, U.S. Just get your hands like out of you know well, it's, it's, regime change. If that's what I think, I I tend to think it's these you know there's some. There's a lot of, oh, there's a lot of weapons companies and they're making a killing. You, oh, know, yeah. just, you just sell Literally. that shit to both sides. Huh. Literally. Oops. Did not mean to use that metaphor. But it's true. No. They're, yeah. They're, they're the full on merchants of death where that's, that's what they make their money on. So why would they not want the wars to continue? And then the same thing with, I mean, you can be a fucking pharmaceutical company and you're like, we sell the medicine to the war torn country. Fucking fentanyl. Um, all those, all I've been on that shit before when I was, really, I was in the hospitals. Is it really intense? It's pretty intense. Oh, it's, it's the heroin. Um, <laughs> it's the, You're like, I'm going back to it. Oh, it's the flood. No, it's... So dangerous. No, it's all bad. It's all bad. I had a, I had a buddy buy fucking fake Mexico Norco and it was fentanyl and he died and it is just the fucking nightmare so if anybody out there is listening don't buy Mexico drugs oh my god I know it's cheap I know it's cheap don't buy Mexico drugs don't do it um but no that shit is fucking it's it's so easy to make and it's synthetic and it's like way easier to create than poppies <laughs> and so and then you just dose it up and people get fucked no, I was I was in the hospital, and so like when I took it, it was for a, it was for a, a good cause. It was for a good cause, exactly. <laughs> Fentanyl for a good cause. That might be a good song. Tagline tag there. I think my buddy has the uh, one of his band name ideas is Fentanyl Schmentanol. Not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways. Yes, but of course. Um, in terms of the band, what are your plans over the next couple months? Oh yeah, the, oh yeah, that part. Um, we we have a pretty uh, pretty con con a large August. God damn it, I lost it. <laughs> um, comprehensive, a fairly comprehensive August coming up. Oh sweet mercy on my soul. We have um, a show mm-hmm. at the Starry Plow in beautiful Berkeley, California on August 3rd with the Abbey Normals and the Last Outlaws, which I'm super excited about. Please come if you live in the East Bay. We're very excited. Um, I think it's like seven bucks. And then that is next Saturday, next Saturday, August 3rd. Um, And then we have one on August 8th with here in San Francisco at... The at uh, Neck of the Woods oh. with uh, Emily Davis and the Murder Police, and the Murder Police is how she <laughs> is how she emphasizes it. They're from El they're from El Paso. We love them. Uh, we played with them before in Redwood City, and cool. uh, we were with them and Life Size Models, which I think are from San Jose. Uh-huh. Um, I know we're from San Jose. Welcome. So we're excited about that. That's yeah at Neck of the Woods mm-hmm. on it's a Thursday, okay. August eighth. Um, it's like ten bucks. Like the 15 at the door, 10 advance. That's a cool venue. I like it. I'm excited. We've never played there before. It's fair. You're going to be upstairs, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like it. It's like open. There's a lot of space there. Hell yeah. So if you're listening, please come through. Support the people from El Paso. They're badass. Um, And what can people look forward to at these shows? Oh, they can look forward to sweet rock and roll magic. Um, we we got a new we got a new, I don't know we're we're a sweet punk rock band we got a, we got a new drummer about a year and a half ago and he and the guitar player are like more into like different genres of music I definitely find that like the bass player Kyle and myself are like the punk rockers of the group and then mm-hmm. Caleb and Alex are kind of like they like a lot of other shit they like a bunch of garage stuff like finding a band that Ooh. we all really love it's like Refused for example is one that okay. we all are super uh-huh. into uh-huh. um. But then they're like pull off in a ton of different directions, which mm-hmm. is which is super fun. And so, mm-hmm. and then I used to play guitar in the band as well, and now I'm just singing, which is kind of more. It's just you could focus on one thing instead of two, which is a lot nicer. Um, and so yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, it's like folk punk influenced kind of rock and roll, some proto punk in there. Um, you know, 
not not as much of like the, the fucking skate punk thing which i love just as much as anybody and like the fucking oi thing like we got a little of that going on we got the group vocals happening um but yeah fucking we uh you know, we love. We also love like Ween and you know, Real Big Fish, like I said, and Meatloaf, and so like Meatloaf. I like. <laughs> we kind of like. Yes, got it. Um, we like different genres, and so we'll kind of throw that in. I mean, what douchebaggy thing to say? But does he still perform? He's fucked. I read an article about oh, him really? recently where he like has so many back problems and he can't even sing, and he's just like, I'm. Wait, I have to write him a letter before he dies. I'm gonna write him. I, I kind of want to write him an open letter asking him not to be a Trump supporter because I know he's. <laughs> Because I know he's a fucker <laughs> in that way. I feel like it's, do you feel like it's a generational thing? Or do you think there's, no. there's people our age? Oh, 100%. There's 100% people are. They are, <gasps> they are making new ones every day. New Why? racists and new fascists and people who, authoritarian people. Or it's a sort of, it's, you know, it, if I want to be, I don't know, it's a failure. It's, it's weird. You can jump right from being like a fucking radical super lefty to being a radical super righty. Where you kind of, it goes right from like, it goes right from, it, it, it goes extreme. right from the bankers. It's a secret. It's a, it's uh, it's it's all the bankers. It's all the fucking government. Yeah, it goes right from that to oh, it must be the Jews. It must be the Muslims. It must be the Mexicans. It must be the fu- like you find the group to fucking hate on because somebody stokes it, whatever. And so you just because it's the same. It's the same website that's just gonna go right from nine eleven was an inside job to and you know what Israel did. Can I ask your opinion on something? Please. This might be a dumb question, but do you think that actually like telling history as it actually happened is going to help? Like people who actually live through, like, for instance, I'm going to be visiting family in a couple months and I feel like my grandmother, for instance, you know, she grew up during World War II mm-hmm. and the 50s and, you know, when people actually had the American, like, picket fence and perfect perfect life do you feel like telling like a story about that or it's gonna help people (laughs) i like my family history if i you know record you know conversations with her and somehow weave some kind of um you know journalistic tale about what life was like do you feel like that's gonna help people like education wise or do you think it's just a waste of time like there's just there's just too much what do you call it antithesis like you know the news is fake like nobody's gonna believe you no i think i definitely think it's worth it i think because that's that's what i feel like it's come to now like i'm just gonna tell my story and i feel like there's i feel like i know other people that should tell their story because it's really the antithesis of everything else that we're hearing Cause it's like, you can say what you want, but this is actually what happened. And now we're fucking repeating it. Cause there's the younger generation that's, you know, we've had like this sheltered life for 30 plus years where we didn't really like world war two was just a afterthought to us. I know. know I I, I know what you mean. The, uh, it's, I don't know. I'm getting really, no, no, no. I, I I, I love it. I love it. I love you. Um, (laughs) the, there's a bit by George Carlin where he's talking about euphemistic language and he says that in World War One it was called shell shocked when people came home from the war mm-hmm. and then it was you know they changed the name to battle fatigue and then it was post-traumatic stress disorder and now it's not even fucking words it's just PTSD and sort of PTSD. and he makes the point that maybe if it were still called shell shocked then you know the veterans would get the fucking care that they deserve Absolutely. instead of living on the street and the idea that you you know you don't want to Yes, I think telling, you know, 
telling the truth no matter where it leads you. I remember hearing somebody say that about George Orwell too, where it's like, you know, you want to write as if you write as if your family doesn't exist, as if your friends don't, as if there is no consequence to you. You sort of want to go wherever your, your mind takes you. You want to be open to that regardless of the consequences to yourself. And yeah. so I think, mm-hmm. I, I do think sharing it and being open about it and like being kind of what I was saying earlier about getting it, almost getting into your shame and being like, you know, cause it's in a weird way. We have all become journalists. We have all become yeah. like, you know, I kind of want to use this platform and use social media for something good instead of saying, you know, negative things about other people. Yeah. If I could, if I could, you know, I remember, uh, you know, growing up with listening to all the jello we have for listening to the, him talk about, you know, you learn about the trials that he went through for censorship and that whole thing where it's yes. like, yes, I watched the, when he was interviewed by Oprah and I was like, Oh my God, like the history of yeah. parental advisory and Tipper Gore, that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and, and that was, she was a Democrat. Yeah. It's, it's trying the, to censor, you know, free speech. The authoritarian left yeah. um, is fucking real. And it's easy to kind of forget. And like, I, and I'm willing to be convinced about this. You know, like, like I said, I talked to you, whether or not, you know, the fucking ACLU, uh, should su- support Nazis marching through a Holocaust survivor's town. Like, that's a tough one. Like, I'm willing to hear about it. I don't know. I'm not a fucking expert. Um, I, I tend to say no. I tend to be the ra- I tend to be a free speech radical and say it's like the people's job to show up. But then I will talk to other people who say, no, nah, fuck you. I'm Jewish. Suck my fucking face. That's me. Yeah, exactly. And so I totally, <laughs> I'm, I'm Italian. And they're like, you're a fascist. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just. We came. After that, no. Well, it's, it was yeah, no, why are libertarians t- tend to be white fellows? <laughs> like, why? Because. When was Mussolini again? Was he in the teens or after? No, he was after the teens. Uh, Mussolini? Yeah. He was. It was World War Two. World War Two. So yeah, he kind of came to power before that, like a lot of the people did. Yeah. Um, and so, Anyways. coming back to what you were saying about bringing it back to about you recording your family stuff yeah. and that, where it's sort of um, being. Oh, oh, I remember the, the, the PMRC and Tipper Gore and all that shit where yes. they want to. Uh, it's wanting somebody else to do it, which is like something that I notice about like, you you, you know, the, the sticker that says parental advisory. Yeah. We've gone through this and we've made sure that it's okay. And it's like, that is not the deal. Like, it's not real. It's why, not authentic. Like, why? Like, how do they, like, what do we do about all these fucking racists and sexists? It's like, it sucks, but you got to fucking go hang out with them one by one and fucking bring a bottle and be like, dude, I mean, maybe I have to do that because again, I'm as... I feel quite responsible. I'm a white guy. The fucking white guys voted this fucker piece of shit in office. Like so other people did too. I'm not trying to get obvious. I know we all know the deal, but largely, largely when I talk to people who support him, yeah. it tends to be, you know, people who look like my dad and I'm like, okay, since I can get into that room, since I can be in that room, since mm-hmm. I can go and hang out, yeah. like, you know, I could be a fascist ambassador. I could go hang out with these fucks and be like, what the fuck happened? How did you vote for Obama and then not vote for Bernie Sanders, but vote for Trump? Because there's a fucking ton of cats in Wisconsin who did that. Like, there's a reason we lost. And so going... Totally. And I say we, I don't know who listening to the radio was... We're all included. Yeah, I don't mean to do, I don't mean to do yeah. that. I don't mean to do that because... Who knows? Yeah, you, exactly. But the reason I think the... Uh, the dare I say... Democrats lost was, I think, for that reason. Because you go, you know, you you enclave yourself. You want to hang out with your crew. You want to impress your friends instead of like going fucking chat with the weirdos and the assholes and like, like who wants to hang out with a fucking racist? Who wants to that you don't feel comfortable? Yeah, like because I so I think I'll talk to some people who are on the right and they're like, 
you know, they talk about censorship and it's like, no, it's not a censorship issue, dude. It's a bullying issue. We're not going to invite you to the party because you're a dick. If you drop N-bombs, you're not coming to the party. Like if you hate women, you're not, if yeah, it's like you, your, your cryptic sexist bullshit. We can all see through it now. And like, that's progress of a kind that the complaint that fucking, you know, the, the pseudo fascists have is like, like I'm not even allowed to be a fucking racist sexist anymore. I'm, are you really? I can't make fun of fucking boy girls. I can't make fun of he, she's anymore. It's like, nah, dude, you can't. Well, fucking, you won't get invited to the party. You won't get your shit on YouTube. You won't get paid. You won't get paid. And and I, that is fucking progress of a kind. In a way. Sorry. Go ahead. I think you're right, though, because I believed that Hillary was going to win. I was one of those women, you know, three years ago. And then when she didn't win, I was like, what? But then it's taken me this long to kind of come to terms with it. Like, we're still living in a really misogynistic oh, society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's just something I have to come to terms with and work on. Like you said, you got to name it, own it, and then move on from it's, it. It's the, it's the negative side of, you know, it's the mob rule part of democracy where you go like, oh, fuck, like we have to educate these people or else they're going to vote in a fucking demagogue. <laughs> like, or else it's like, educate. Yeah. It's so much about education. Educate. That's, and that's, that's one of the reasons yeah. I think people want to defund education. There's this, you know, it's, it's this kind of strict father, doggy dog shit where it's like, oh, instead of educating everybody, I remember hearing some, some girl who was 16 who came from a tough fucking situation in, in the city somewhere and being like, they don't want us to be smart. They want their kids to be smart and they want us to be stupid. So we can't compete for their jobs. It's not that fucking hard. Right. And totally. Yeah. And so, and, and, and it seems like it's never going away. It's like you kind of like if like we've been around for a long fucking time and it seems like I, I can only imagine that people before fucking 19, you know, before World War One happened, we're, we're like, no, no, we got it figured out. We're, everyone is reaching this pinnacle of intellectual uh, and honesty and we're all going to. Technology was really like, yeah. you know, and it's the water closet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Queen, Queen Victoria. If you watch, you know, some of the shows or movies about her, you're like, holy shit, that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the technological advances, which now we kind of live through. And this is just my opinion but we live through the technology instead of using it you know still live your life not through it don't use it as like a barrier to entry kind of like the what you were just talking about with the um, parental advisory yes yes don't let that stop you even though people are always going to want to put limits on things don't let those things stop you you forget that it could be it, it could be a device like your fucking phone. It yeah. could be a space like a theater company you work in, or a, a job that you have, or yeah. even a fucking relationship you're in, or something like that, where a friend that you have, where you're like, totally, you become so locked into that world where you yeah. go like, wait a minute, that's not the whole fucking world. Exactly. Like I'll talk, you know, I <laughs> talk my. <laughs> you you said it. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Which is another great meatloaf song or meatloaf line. I oh, think. God. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm gonna have to explore his back catalog. Oh, now. it's. <laughs> There's a lot. A lot of dick jokes in there. But anyways, the Ruffies. The Ruffies, yes. Where can we find you online on the, the greatest Instagram? band in the world? Uh, yes, you can find us on Instagram at The Ruffies Rock. We're on Facebook under The Ruffies. We're on Bandcamp where you can download all our stuff for free. Ooh, I like Bandcamp. Um, hit, hit any of us up. We'll send you a fucking shirt. We love you. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And who would you say your biggest influences are besides Meatloaf and Anti-Flag and um, Ned Kennedy's? Oh, I don't know if Anti-Flag is. We, we almost, you know, <laughs> you, you go, you, you, you try to take what they have and run with it. <laughs> um, anyone who's anyone at Warp Tour circa 1995. Oh, man. They got to, but somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to wear it on their hearts. I remember, I remember noticing, like, you meet East Coast punks and they're fucking hard. They're serious about their shit because they're, they're surrounded by the Blue Bloods. And so they're like, this isn't a joke. You fucking Californians. Remember hearing some, I think it might have been the, the fella from the Crow Mags on some interview being like, you got the sun, you got the beach, fuck you. Fuck you, California punk. It's so different though, right? Yeah, like 90s, 100%. you know, California yeah. bands versus, you know, East Coast. Yeah, I, I, I gotta Sonic give, youth. I gotta give a couple, I gotta give a couple where it's like, you know, against me and then like not quite genre, but in terms of like mentality, like I love the mountain goats. Mm-hmm. I love real big fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love cake. Me too. Um, I tried yeah. to interview them actually. Really? That would have been cool. Hell yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Phil, there's this, this dude from the 60s, old school protest guy, Phil Oaks, okay. who did, uh, the only reason I know of him is because Jelly Biafra did a cover of Love Me, I'm a Liberal uh, with on the like the Mojo Nixon album they did together uh-huh. called A Prairie Home Invasion. But they, you know, update it to be a modern one. And the, it's this whole joke about... Um, you know, about moderate left-wing people, about like, you know, and I and I love, I believe Little Highness, I love blacks and gays and Latinos as long as they don't move next door. <laughs> like that Joe whole, Biden. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that whole thing of just, you know. Um, but Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I think like, you know, once I was young and impulsive, I wore every conceivable pin, uh, but now I've grown older and wiser and that's why I'm turning you in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that vibe, that's so that's it's good. a guy named Phil Oaks and he does a bunch of fucking hardcore, like pre-punk folk protest stuff. And it's not all like hippie protest. It's like, you know, there's a song called Here's to the State of Mississippi that's just this, like, ten-minute rant about, like, what is it? Uh, this, uh, here's to the land you've torn out the heart of. Mississippi, find yourself another country to be part of. Where it, and it just lists the... Here's to the cops. Here's to the churches. Here's to the judges. Here's to the, like... And it just... just you know, it was 19... Wow. came out in, like, 64, where, like, when there was just lynchings and horrible, horrible, yes. wretched shit going on down there. Just inhumane nonsense. And, and you... And apparently, like we say, it keeps on coming back around and you got to keep fucking dealing with it. Yes. And it's our, these are our sisters and brothers and Absolutely. we have let them down. We have turned them into monsters and there's got to be a way to, like, you can't fucking kill them all. There's a, like, it's, there's this weird, uh, like, you, you know, if, if there's only a way to get rid of the racists, uh, get like if the, we could just kill all the mentally uh, foolish, like, no, 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 we, we can't. <laughs> You're getting too eugenics on me right now. You got to back it up. You got to back it up. We have to help them. We have to save them. How do you feel about reparations? I'm super in favor of it all the time. For Native Americans, for African Americans, all that shit. Fucking give it up. Give it up. We, that, it's back pay. It. It's written down. You can, the names are written down. We owe that shit. We fuck it. It's not, it's not, it's bad business. It's not, not to make it a business. And I'm being kind of, I'm being clearly flip about it. I yeah. know it's not, but it's like, it's not, it's, it's irresponsible and it's shitty and it's fucking lazy. I like, I like that mentality about, I look at the, we have a, we have a song about this where it's like the founding fathers are fucking lazy. How easy would it be for you to start your own country you. if you just had, if you just owned a hundred people and didn't have to do any work ever? No. Um, what do you call it? There was no, what do you call it? They weren't, there was no opposition. Yeah. You know, women didn't really have a seat at the table. Yeah. They were married. They were complicit in a way. Some pe- I was even reading recently how they were saying uh, the suffragettes were complicit 
because some of them were, you know, married and they were wealthy and they had access to, you know, a lot of things that, you know, African-Americans didn't have access to. Oh, absolutely. I remember hearing in a ton of like, in a lot of historical account, you like the, the people who are not totally at the bottom, who are like, have a, who have a chance to be in the upper class because they're white. If they're, you know, if you're a woman, but you're white, then that, that has some purchase. You know, if you're a man, but you're, you're dark skinned, that has fucking purchase. And so you, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, some of the sexists don't mind Trump's racism and some of the racists don't mind his sexism where you can kind of, you know, Oh, but at least I can get ahead in, in that, you know, fucking power structure, quote unquote. Because it's not affecting them directly. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're, yeah. And you, it, I remember hearing somewhere it's like, you know, carving out, carving out a, like a life in the social order that you're in is, you know, you got to survive. And so it's, that is, that is a priority above changing the social order. And so trying to convince people mm-hmm. that you should change the social order before you got, you know, before you got your shit taken care of, it's a tough one to like, no, dude, I'm in it for me. Like I got a, I got enough to worry about here. I'm all right. I'm kind of okay. Like, are we okay? <laughs> no, we're, no never, we're, not. we're never okay. <laughs> we're still having these conversations a hundred years later. Apparent, plus years. Apparently we will forever. It's, it's, you think that's what's going to happen? I, I do. I think oh, it's I the cycle. Think I don't I think, think it. yeah, like, I don't think. I tend to, I tend to think we're, like it's nice to think that we're moving forward and the progress is great and the technology is great and all that shit's happening but you can't help but realize that like I I there must have been yeah enlightened people you know fucking rich intelligent philosophical whatever cats thousands of years ago who are like like at the top of the Roman empire who are like well we've figured it out it's never going to go bad again and then they all fucking die Although some game, game, game theorists would argue that because we now have nuclear weapons, we can't afford to get in a big war like that. And so it's just like, it's too risky. you can't, yeah, like it's too risky to let that shit happen. And so, and it, you know, people will realize, oh man, you ever, you ever, the devastation. yeah, you ever seen, um, sorry, I'm getting off on, it reminded me of that, <laughs> the command and control. It's by that dude who wrote, uh, the same fast food nation. And he just talks about, it's about all the like problems with the nuclear arsenal and how they just run on 40 year old computers and how he oh just lists all, it's a horror <laughs> show. It's this? fucking, it's a, there's a book and then there's a documentary and they're in, they interview these dudes who like, you know, they're in their twenties and they're in the missile silo and it's their job to check the shit and they're on the 20 hour shift and they go up there and they bring the, you know, they bring this tool instead of the right tool for it. And it's a ratchet instead of a wrench and they fucking are trying to do the thing and the ratchet falls and it breaks the fucking missile and it, it's the gas leak happens. <laughs> oh and then it's, God. you're going through this situation where the fucking, they're trying to figure it out and they're trying to fix it. And they, they you know, the, the, the dudes don't tell the superiors what went wrong for ages. And so it becomes this huge problem. And they like wow. the, the silo just fills with gas and then it ignites and explodes kills a couple people and then and then there's this mass I think it's in Arkansas or something and then there's this massive like oh, okay. hunt right <laughs> and then there's this big no hunt offense. for a fucking nuclear warhead because the explosion threw the nuclear warhead somewhere in the Arkansas wilderness and so then there's this giant uh, you know not a man hunt it's a bomb hunt there's this everyone's looking Literally. it's a broken arrow like the movie they, for all for all of those of you who are above 30 um <laughs> It, and so they're looking for it and they find it eventually. But you realize like how fragile that shit is where you go like, oh, it's like, and they interview these people who are like, you know, it's not, it's only, it's not a matter of if team, it's a matter of when, as Guar says, you know, what bombs explode. That's what they do. That's what they're meant for. Holy shit. 
So does this happen in remote areas? From you watching the film, did you get that feeling, or could that happen in a major city? It, it does appear that they... It appears that they put the, the fucking silos and bombs in remote areas for this reason, but it seems that nuclear explosions have enough megatonnage, megatonnery, I'm a scientist, uh, to, it seems like, I mean, I remember they're talking like the Arkansas governor and he like gets the phone call that this is happening and he's just like, do I just drive? in the other direction right now. Like, no, I'm not going to, like, he's in Little Rock or something, you know? Like, no, I'm not going to get away because the blast radius is this big. So it's like... And it's, yeah, yeah, like, this is intense. Yeah, it's fucking... I try to live in that world a lot where it's like, okay, like, imagine some accident happens somewhere, and somewhere yeah. in the world there's a fucking bomb goes off and how we would react to that. And, yeah. and like... And do, do what you can to prevent it, which is weird. Because, like, what can you do? Coming back to what you said about recording your family, and like, what can one person do what about do? massive nuclear exchange? Stop it! Make sure we have the right people in power and get rid of these fucking nuclear stuff. Well, and I, yeah, I know, right? And the fucking the cold warriors and the Reaganites are say that we've we won, guys. Like, we're the clo- we're we did it. Mm. <laughs> um, to which I say... Aren't we owned by Russia now and China? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. That's, that's the feeling I'm getting. Well, there's a... It's like a... I was watching a thing on the this documentary on YouTube. It was called Between Two Wars and discusses the in-between period between World War One and World War Two, mm-hmm. and kind of like how mm-hmm. that shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about, you know, the stock exchange and the depression and all that. Yeah. And the, like, the way that things are interwoven yes. in the sort of... Uh, uh, you know that you know you have you have all this money in the stock market, and but that's not real fucking money. Like I, I kind of get that sense where there's this, you know, if 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 the fucking bill collector calls, if somebody eventually goes like, yo, pay me. Actually, we're gonna have to call in that favor. Actually, get like the, I was watching the Bernie Madoff documentary. I know I'm bouncing around or whatever. Ooh, I but, need to watch that. But it's super like, but you know, you you you're there in the moment when it starts to unravel, when the pyramid scheme starts to unravel, and you realize like all institutions are pyramid schemes. I remember reading that Enron. somewhere. Yeah. Where it's like, that was a good one. Yeah, hum- humanity's a pyramid scheme. The old people are, <laughs> the young people pay for the old people. <laughs> and so. Or that one, you know, usually it tends to be a white male at the top who started at Trump. Um, I don't know who started Enron, but I remember yeah, there were either. a bunch of white guys. Yeah. Bernie Madoff, Jewish white guy. <laughs> no, you start. You <laughs> Just to be fair. No, for sure. Exactly. Um, I'm being fair. No, right. <laughs> Hitler was Jewish, wasn't he? I, th- I know he was Austrian. Or, or no. His yes, mother was French. Um, yeah, I remember hearing that somewhere. Anyway. No, but but yeah, that uh, if at some point it's like a bank run and it's a wonderful life. If at some point everybody goes like, "Yo, you're gonna have to," I'm, I'm gonna need. It's gonna be a little bigger than we thought. The Bernie Madoff. You know, we're gonna need actually a little more. We're gonna need 700 mil. We're gonna need to check for 700 million on Monday, and then everybody does that, and everybody starts to realize like, "Oh, actually, fuck. Let me sell my stock. I need it now." And then it becomes. Uh, what do you call? It? I forgot a, what it's called. A sell off, a buy off, whatever the fuck. Um, I am no panic, expert. Panic, panic in the market. Yeah, a panic. Um, and it's it's easy to see that that could happen. Again, I'm no obviously I'm no fucking expert in this. I'm no economist, but it does appear that. You brought up China and Russia, and it, it yeah. appears that there's, even in the Bay, where there's so all these tech companies and all this, like, I get paid for Lyft sometimes for rides where I'm like, I'm getting paid too much. This does not make any sense. Like, this is not, <laughs> this is silly. That Someone's going to fucking fall apart. It's too um, good to be true. Well, especially when you don't, like, you don't ever see a hard currency. You don't ever get, you know, you don't, 
And so it, could, it just disappears. It just goes from the, it's all digital. So it goes from here to my computer, to this computer, to the bar's computer. Oh. And then, and it just goes <laughs> around, goes around. And so that's why, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters, you need gold. Buy gold. No, don't buy gold. Don't buy guns. Bury them in your backyard. No. I've heard silver is good. Diversify. Diversify. Learn to grow plants is really the deal. Like get a garden, Have figure your own out. Food. Yeah. Learn how to prepare a car. You know, no just know how to fucking fix some shit and then you will be valuable. Basic things. After Tangible the bombs drop. Things. After after the city is burning and we're all eating each other. Get in shape, people. That's yeah. the other thing. You don't have to be the fastest. You just can't be the slowest. There you go. Um, so it's kind of like, um, not Lord of the... Is it like Lord of the Flies? No, I'm thinking of... Lord of the Rings. The other one. <laughs> the other guy. Lord of the Bible. <laughs> the one that compared us to monkeys. Uh, Charles Darwin. That one, yeah. It's uh, Origin of the Species. <laughs> Um, survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. There we go. There we go. Well, you, it's you know, it's a, it's always a little bit like that. It's yeah. always a little bit like that. There's definitely you know, you read you, you you hear about how the fascists happen and how the people take control in the other countries, and you go like, oh, like when Trump goes like, dude, I got the bikers, I got the military, I got the cops. They, these are the people who like me. That is definitely like the sign of like, dude, they're not quite brown shirts or black shirts yet. But once they start, you know, if they start carrying fucking truncheons, start wearing masks, like it's not, it's real easy to have like a vigilante crew like appear and that's kind of what happens with a lot of these like right-wing crews and militias and whatnot where it's like you have there's an an, an onion post that i love forever and ever and it says um you know man man collecting guns not sure if he's supposed to start or stop revolution Like, I don't, you know, like you're, you're, you don't know if you're a radical right-wing person or a radical left-wing person. You just know you need the guns to stop (laughs) shit. Something is going to happen. And I've gotten to the point where, you know, I grew up kind of not liking that kind of stuff, like the militia and, you Mm -hmm. know, all that stuff that you would see on the news. Yeah. But now being a a single white female (laughs) or just a single woman, you know, living in a big city, it's like, I kind of feel like I need it. You know, I kind of need it to feel like I, I have like a way of fighting my way out of something yeah. in case I don't have a man around. You should definitely you know? know. You should definitely know, know how to kick some ass. Yeah, that too. Kickboxing, ladies. Oh yeah, learn how to fuck some people up. <laughs> my favorite King of the Hill episode yeah. is when Bobby goes to. He goes to sign up for like a self-defense class and it's yeah. a woman's self-defense class. And oh, that's so awesome. he just, the, the only move he learns is to, is to, Black. is to fucking yell, that's not, that's my purse. I don't know you. And then kicks someone in the balls. It's the, and then he just starts going around school and doing that to everybody. That's my purse. I don't know you. That's great. I should do that. It's so good. It's like, it's, it's I know, I know really good radio is to quote cartoon shows, but yes, but Oh man, that show is, it's, it's kind of, it's got a a similar, I didn't get it until I was a lot older. Oh really? Like my pops is a lot like that where it's like, there's just a right way and a wrong way to do things and you do things the right way. And like, there's not this middle ground, ground you know, not, not that, not savvy. I don't want to be rude to my dear sweet father. Hi Mark. If you're listening, I love you. But you know, you know, he'll pay full price instead of negotiate. (laughs) And I'm that way too, where I'm like, no, everybody's nice. Everything's sweet. I can trust things. And 
Hank is that way too. And like seeing him deal with the world that is not that way, that is like his boss is just a scam artist and like all that yeah. shit. So I, you know, and then of, of course the making, be, going from the middle and making fun of both ends, you know, they do that show, shit on the show all the time. They make fun of the right, they make fun of the left. They have a great time. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Was I it love, in the 90s or? 90s and then into the 2000s. Into the I think 2000s. it finished in like 2013 or something. It was on for ages. It was on for a while. Um, I love cartoons. I've always wanted to be I love a the fucking cartoonist. The Simpsons was my favorite. Yeah. Forever and it's still around. Someday, soon, someday soon, we'll have music videos that are animated. I keep pushing <gasps> yeah. that to the band. They're like, you know, talk about doing a video, and I'm like, I want it to be cartoons. I know it's a lot of work, and I know it sucks, but I just love. The, I've always leaned toward that. Like, I love. I feel like it's inherently satirical, like drawing stuff. You're sort of. It, if you have the to get all the money to do that sort of thing to get it. all. Uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Symbolic and obnoxious. Um, Did you want to play some music? For sure, us? I'd love to. It'd be great to hear some music. Yeah, absolutely. But oh, I yeah. like that we, you know, we did go on a tangent with yeah. the the politic. It and, happens. But we don't, you know, I kind of touch on it here and there. But it's nice to kind of talk to someone who has like a similar understanding no absolutely we, we find I feel like we have common we, ground there, absolutely we so. find truth beauty and wisdom this way yes and it's you know it's it's that time you know the debates the second round of democratic debates are coming up next week so people should you know set your dvrs or watch it online what have you i like to watch like the entire thing like the pre the pre debates the actual debates the post debates yeah, I don't too. know I just I love to pick it apart well it's good to see, I mean there's a reason as much as they're talking heads and they're obnoxious yeah. there's a reason like they, they occasionally you glean some good shit from these experts it's like as a whole yeah. the media again uh-huh. with the air quotes you can see um, <laughs> as a whole they're obnoxious but any individual is like usually working toward their goal and they're you know have tenacity and temerity yeah gonna be interesting peeps i'm excited yeah tend to tend to lead toward the burn but i burn. don't i'm all about i'm all about it i think i think the harder that we fight now or we again the harder the fucking democrats fight now the better chance the they have we. of beating trumposaurus again you could be a trump supporter if you're listening so maybe you want the weak candidate to win who is the weak candidate to you who does trump want to run against that's the fucking question Sleepy Joe. Probably. <laughs> Although that's the funny thing. Like, th- I think that's why the mainstream people say that he's gonna be the best because he's kind of not. He's kind of. He's not to me. He's um. I don't know. I have some issues with him. He has you know ties to China apparently, like financial ties to China. I yeah. I like I like one of the reasons I dig Bernie is because for one it takes the fucking gender thing off the table. I love Elizabeth Warren too, but these monsters, these fucking mongoloids are never going to vote for one. <laughs> they might someday, but we're not there. Like it's tough. I beg to differ. I hope so, but I'm <laughs> I'm I, I'm judging these the fucking pieces of shit in I the totally south and in it. the midwest and all yes. that. Like I'm all about it. I'm totally all about it. I think it. she's wonderful, but man, I you know, you you talk to these cats and like in the fucking in the back rooms Pocahontas, in the back yeah. rooms it's like you tell the you know they tell the pollsters they'll tell their fucking they'll tell their wives and girlfriends of course I'm gonna vote for the Hillary sweetheart <laughs> and, they and then of course and then of course they don't fuck them because they're assholes <laughs> I mean don't fuck them but fuck them right um <laughs> Don't worry, they'll get theirs. Yeah. So, so I think I think I think Bernie because he he's the funniest for me too. He's kind of he got is. he's got the, the pizzazz. I love his when he did the public access show in the eighties. 
they were they were playing snippets of it on the daily show and i was like this is golden but apparently they have like hours and hours of it available online when he was on vermont public television or whatever and he would just go up to people on the street like so do you like those trees that we just planted (laughs) and he's talking to like eight-year-olds and they're like why the fuck are you talking to me (laughs) but he's just he's so he comes off as really genuine you know well you can tell he doesn't I like his lack of fucks. He doesn't give a fuck. And the whole yeah. like FDR thing uh-huh. about like uh-huh. these these robber barons are going to hate me and I welcome their hatred. I, yeah. I'm not supposed to be on their team. And the sort of like yeah. he's playful in a way that <laughs> I think that's why I think that's why Trump won't truthfully is because he my, my dear sweet mother who fucking hates him didn't vote for him all that shit. She watched one of the one of the rallies and she was like, oh, it's a it's a stand up bit. South Park does this where the garrison does the stand up bit and he's sort of mm. mock, that's how he runs his rallies. And so like you have to be entertaining and like. Like when I was, a, I haven't been to other people's rallies, so I'm clearly biased, but I definitely remember going to the Bernie one and being like, this does have a bit of the party feel. I was going to smoke a big fat joint and then I was like, wait, this is not the time. Right. Be it's a like, proper representative. Be, I'm supposed to be focused right now. Zoning in. It's funny. I, I'm, I'm trying to be a better activist because, and, and like talking about the seriousness, like, cause some, cause sometimes when you're an activist, you can't, you got to be fucking serious and you can't have that. You can't be a douchebag all the time. Like. Yeah. And, and I like being I'm like I like being an asshole. So <laughs> Well it's good to be a little bit of both here and there. Exactly. Anyways, so what what track are we gonna hear from now? Um I think I'm gonna play y'all a song called Everywhere's an Island that is about global warming and incest. Oh, nice. Back it up. At least your grandparents got to the mountain They beat up the others with axes and sticks The grandparents gotta move from the ocean For it rose up and swallowed their houses and kids But that was a long time ago Now you might have to marry your cousin There aren't many left of us Count yourself lucky that she died with the others It's probably best cause the child that they make you make Could be a monster The blow on the horn Throw him off of the cliff But the chances are smaller If it's only your cousin So count yourself lucky that your sister is dead Well they bought Lenny can I thought it would save him But there's nowhere to hide from the fart in the blanket Not proud of the legacy glad that I made it Cause we reigned through the terror and the ref Yankees came in but the records were lost with the last generation So I think that I'd save yeah. That was a long time ago Now you might have to marry your cousin There aren't many left of us Could be your sister so count yourself Lucky that she died with the others It's probably best Cause the job they make you make could be a monster that blow on the horn throw him off of the cliff the chances are smaller if it's only your cousin so you might as well count yourself lucky your sister is dead Everywhere's 
an island when the water gets high enough. Imagine the final days clinging to life. Everywhere's an island when the water gets high enough. Imagine a way to turn it back into ice. If she has any family members left. It's interesting, right? Because it's, it's normal. You would think the people who don't believe in global warming would be more likely to commit incest. Is that like a totally? Is that the- totally. it is now? Yes. <laughs> the people, who knows? They're okay with it. They're, they're not as bad. Well, you know, anyone can be driven to the town. The tribe gets small enough. <laughs> Who's gonna be left? Oh my god! It's a it's a thing. Do you feel like it's kind of a do you think it'll be important at all in the debates or the the election, or do you think global gonna... warming? It's tough. That's a that's a tough one. It's so slow moving, and everything else is happening in such a mad way. Like, I mean, he's done a fucking good job about that. It's like he make he makes he makes every day seem so hectic that you can't even like focus on like a long term thing at all. And I think that's the point. I remember somebody yeah, describing an Italian journalist. I think it was Chris Hayes on MSNBC. Oh, I know. He's not Italian, but he's from Italy. I guess he's you know Italian American. Whatever. Nobody cares. He was talking about how Trump is a lot like Silvio Berlusconi, where it's like going to be this dog and pony show every day, and it's going to be like the women and the money and the whole thing, and you kind of he controls the media and he kind of runs the narrative, mm-hmm. and so it's so tiring. Yeah, it's like do you, how do you make him boring? How do you make him not interesting? How do you make, how do you make him? him grandpa? Hmm? <laughs> Restrain him like uh, that one movie. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Oh, just yeah. put a fucking <laughs> muzzle on his fucking face. Right? <laughs> see, see, but then, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good bad guy. He's a good villain. People like He is a villain. He's a fucking villain. He and is apparently, a fucking villain. And people are falling for it. Yeah. And enough people. There's enough. It's, you realize how many fucking people... Are in the country. How many? How many really? A hundred million, two hundred, three hundred million is where you go. Yeah. Like it's not like and come back to the mob rule democracy of the fools thing where you go like oh the, there are a lot of idiots out there and he touches them off. You know he that's his base is like the fucking the full on like Appalachian Mountain militia folk who hate the government and hate all this stuff and are fucking mm-hmm. like he he's got that. The le- where the left and the right meet on the fucking radical moonshiner weed grower want my guns kind of sexist because they live in a fucking farm like not in the real world yeah or what um, we think is the real world well that's what know, is real the dichotomy cr- between city and country it's been <laughs> a literary theme for since the beginning of humanity since the epic of gilgamesh i don't know if that's true so you you take a lot of things that are you know happening in the world and you make music from it is what i'm getting yeah yeah we definitely i like i like projecting things sort of projecting where will it go in a thousand years with the global warming and that shit yeah. um and then we only have 10 years left right or 12 years well that's the that's the funny thing about when yeah fucking bill maher had al gore on and it's like dude <laughs> Fucking 14 years ago, you said we only had this much time. How's it going? Like, you got it. And that is a fault of, it's a fucking fault of my sweet, 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 angelic, progressive friends to be like, when the bad, the single bad weather event happens to be like, and it's because of the global warming. And it's like, no, you're just as bad as the dude who shows up with a snowball and says, see, it's like, no, it's climate isn't weather. We know this fucking Christ. So like, it's, it is incumbent upon us to maintain vigilance Mm -hmm. in the face of idiocy 
regardless. Like, can't we just, as a quote unquote progressive, can't we just make changes incrementally, like switching our energy sources, choosing what our transportation is going to be, you know, using, you know, that kind of thing. Our food sources, you know, some of the stuff that AOC's been talking about that Republicans are like, oh, it's so, you know, so left wing. Well, like, they, they, you know, you know, they like they like the. The argument is always, you know, it has to be self-determination. You decide for yourself if you want to do that, you know, it's mm. like, but it's down to the locals. And it's like, that is idiotic because I don't think we're educated enough. That is a hundred percent true. I want to, I want to be more educated about it. No, me as well. I remember hearing from some, somebody saying that like, yes, personal choice is important, but legislation and like you know <laughs> federal legislation in order to be ter- tear up the banks or make sure that there are carbon taxes appropriately or all these little things that you know like that sh- that shit is there for a reason it's like there's a very you know the government which governs best is that which governs least i think is what ronald reagan got elected on oh god um and look at all the homeless people we have now yeah and that's a bunch of fucking garbage <laughs> like the government that governs best is the government that governs best it's like and so that you know it's fundamentalism because it, it feels good to be like I don't need anybody I can pull yourself up by your bootstraps is a joke it used to be it literally used to be an ironic turn of phrase because you can't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps you need help and when you hear uh, the free market fellows and ladies <laughs> the free market humans talk about your ability to that you know you can just do it yourself and it's like you know Elizabeth Warren I remember her, her thing is like you you know you didn't do it yourself you t- had help and that doesn't feel as good it feels way better to be like no I am the greatest I have you met me I'm fucking Muhammad Ali about this I will kill you I am in charge I'm a champion and having to admit that like no the roads the police, the fire department, the fucking laws that say you, your building can't be made out of firewood and that it has to be have sprinklers and all this shit is like quote 1906, dude, circa 1906 you know, in San these Francisco. Fucking libertarians, wow. these fucking libertarians who are like, I don't want people telling me what to do. However, like, did you use the stoplight, dickbag? Like, if you all get together and decide to do something, that's a government. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, we need like you're like you were just talking about. We need some of this stuff put into place. The Green New Deal, yeah. for instance. It's, Great idea. It's doable. <laughs> it's fucking doable. It's it's tough. It's tough that like it's hard for people to take it in. Well, it seems like it has to hurt, or else things don't. How are we happen. gonna pay for it? It's, yeah, it seems like it has to start being fucking painful that's one of the, i remember learning this in some some hippie radical class i took in college where it was like you ha- like you have to make the rich suffer if they don't suffer they don't change they don't and like and i'm, yeah. I'm yeah. and compared to some people i'm rich <laughs> so like compared to the rest of the world like being a fucking being able to live in the bay area in america like compared to a lot of people i am wealthy 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 um and so you pay taxes <laughs> I do. I thank do. you. I ain't, that, I ain't that wealthy. I ain't that wealthy. From the rest of America, we thank you. Um, no, I ain't that wealthy, but um, I want you know. But I hope to be someday by selling you all wonderful, wonderful punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're 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 Buy balancing it. it out. Buy our shirts. It's none of it's real. <laughs> what, what did uh, what did against me say? The revolution was a lie, man. Hey, at least you're being honest about it. You're not, you know, Trump and just painting a beautiful picture. I don't know what the fuck I believe. I like, I like, the, the, you know, you listen to your Fugazi and you realize you got to do it yourself and make your own shirts and eat dirt. And then you listen to effects and realize that it's okay to be a millionaire. <laughs> and, 
and be an elitist and do hella drugs and it's all good. And you go with, back and forth. Between. With your big gut hanging out. Yeah, exactly. And then you Just listen like. You listen to anti-flag, exactly. And you realize, no, you got to fucking be a vegan and you got to keep it tight and you got to start, a, you got to start hella charities. Longevity. I remember that was a, that was a, I'm listening to, I think Chris number two from anti-flag on some podcast being like <laughs> saying that when they got signed to, I think Sony just continually asking Sony for more shit where they're like, cool, we got to start a charity. We got to do this. We got to do this or our fans will turn on us. We have to also do this. We're taking like, and you could like, so, you know, I don't want to say working within the system, but like there is no fucking system. There's ju- like, it's just, it, it's already the apocalypse. It's already fucking doggy dog out there. And so like, that's the thing about like, you know, eking out your existence in the social order will always take precedence over trying to change the social order. I remember him talking about the drummer of Andy flag, uh-huh. like not wanting to not wanting, you know, not wanting their song to be in the hockey game, <laughs> not, not wanting their song to be in the hockey video game uh, and him being like, bro, Dead Kennedy's, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, bro, I love you. I love the, like the Viva La Resistance, but come on, it's a fucking hockey game. I love hockey. Like we all have that. <laughs> it's like something you would dream of. You'd think, I don't know. Yeah. Or, I, mean, I used to think, I you know, you used to, when you're, into art and you're into music you go like oh fucking sports are stupid and that and then you realize like no people that like you learn about fucking rome or whatever where it was the reds and the blues and it like the, the sports became like the street battles which became the war yep. and like mm-hmm. you know these fucking like the fascists who are gonna be beating down your door and fucking looking for the muslims you're hiding are patriots fans are fucking are the are like they're the fucking oh, mongoloids <laughs> they're 10 years old right now and they're being raised by some ki- they're being raised by some dad who goes you know whose fault it is it's the it's their fucking fault it's those people's fault so we're not like them we're better than them <laughs> Um, and they're going to grow up to fucking beat in the socialist faces with the truncheons because... Because we elected Trump and we haven't impeached him yet. I, I'm, I, I'm running for president against him for his third term. Thank you. 2024. He's gonna, <gasps> oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, he's going to... Team, oh, no. team, I love you, but he's going to win. Oh. I'm, we're starting to sound like a cock rocket. Should but, I get my communist regalia out? Well, I just think, I definitely think he's going to win and I definitely think he's going to run for a third term and I definitely think his supporters are super into that. I was talking to a random one of them when I was at a wedding in New York. This is New York. This is a liberal state, yeah. upstate, but still asking, do you think, would you support him if he ran for a third term? And a, a, a lady, a woman, being like, well, that's not going to happen. So it's like, I don't need to worry about it. Just not even answering the question. Not even like agreeing that. It could happen. Yeah. Like, the possibility. Like, authoritarians fascists it's not necessarily a negative it is a negative but it's it's it means something and it's real and it's fucking it's and, and these cats are kind of all about it they're kind of like yeah you know what democracy this, this shit like is too slow top. we like being on top yeah democracy too slow the shit is not getting done there's too much fucking you know it's the intelligentsia it's the i'm going off i should play another song can i play another song <laughs> yeah, let's do it. i'll just start listing fucking buzzwords like alec baldwin <laughs> at uh in team america the corporations and global warming <sighs> just a list of all right here we go. good stuff um <laughs> song called throbbing mob about like uh, kind of about all these all these people that we're just talking about that we gotta, we gotta love them. Gotta love them. Okay. Got them. Where does the song start? Um. Shitty people, but I don't want to fix it. Well, they're making shitty people, making 
making shitty people, but it is in my business. Well, they're making shitty people, making shitty people, but I don't wanna fix it. Well, they're making shitty people, making shitty people, but it is in my business. That's not how it works, they make more if you don't do your job. You're a part of the throbbing mob. You're a fascist ambassador, I saw you the other day at the skinhead show. Convincing supremacists are not so white after all, there's only one way to cut off their heads and boil their skulls till they see that we all have the same color bones. See that we all have the same color, making shitty people, making shitty people, but I don't wanna fix it. Well, they're making shitty people, making shitty people, but it is in my business. Well, they're making shitty people, making shitty people, but I don't wanna fix it. Well, they're making shitty people, making shitty people, is in my business. That's not how it works, they make more if you don't do your job. You're a part of the throbbing mob, you're a racist embracer. I saw you the other day with the KKK, but that won't take your blame away. Won't change their ways that we might accidentally mistake you for them. Blame away. Won't change their ways. Might accidentally mistake you for them. Cause they're making shitty people. Making shitty people. Don't wanna fix it. They're making shitty people. But it is in my business. Well, they're making shitty people. Making shitty people. Don't wanna fix it. Well, they're making shitty people. Making shitty people. But it is in my Ladies and gentlemen, we all are shitty people. You, me, everybody else in the band. Aisha's pretty cool. She's got me on the radio. I can't talk and play in time at the same time. But you gotta love each other. You gotta hold each other. You gotta make sweet love to each other. You gotta drink together. You gotta go to rock and roll shows together. Listen to the radio together. Smoke weed together. All right, thank you. No, we appreciate it. Woohoo! Yeah, usually, I mean, we, we, the riff at the end is it's great. It's great work. Never mind. I'm the greatest. Everything's fine. Don't ever second get yourself. That was a really, that was a really good commentary, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate uh. it. Maybe if we just get rid of our fucking televisions and phones. Yeah, right? For at least a minute. Definitely for... Definitely for... It's good. Yeah, the fucking breaks from that. It's like, it's fucking addictive. It's like... I can't help it, though. I have... When I'm home, and I'm not home all the time, I have CNN on, because I kind of agree with what they're saying most of the time. Oh, yeah. Should I watch Fox instead? Every <laughs> once in a while. Got to get the opposition research. You got you to gotta know where the fuckers are coming from. Oh, it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. I'd probably break my TV set. There are a few, if I, you know, there are a few conservatives who I can get into because they're not complete idiots, but. I like Sam Shepard. Is that his name? Ben Shapiro. Oh, uh, Sam Shepard. No, Sam Shepard's Sam. a playwright. Not Sam Shepard. Um, Something Shepard. Shep Smith. Shepard Smith, yeah, sorry. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he was grilling the um, ex, he's going to be the ex-governor of Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know your people fucking hate you, right? He was literally <laughs> like, I don't know if you watched, if you saw that, but I was like, holy shit. Well, like, you, you can peel off the, that's, that's why, you know. Like pure journalistic content that is relevant with no real bias. One of the, know? one of the 
clear cut sort of things about Trump is that like if you if you have a good job and you went to college, you probably aren't into him. Like <laughs> chances are, not totally true, not necessarily true. Um, but more you, likely. Yeah, but way more likely. And mm-hmm. so that you know you can see the. I mean, there, it's funny. There's a reason he 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 played it against he, that. It's almost a feature, not a bug, where he gets the he gets enough journalists who are even traditional Republican ones to go. You know what? This is unacceptable and then all supporters be like yeah you're right fucking we we like when it's unacceptable not to not to stereotype you don't have to be from the south to be a trump supporter but it's like it's the it's the douchebaggery it's the like being an asshole is a positive thing being mean is a positive thing that means he's going to be mean for us out there on the world stage he's going to negotiate for us he's the old ways let's go back to 1969 well the it's fucking earlier. Ma- straight Machiavellian. It's like this old school power politics might makes right thing. And I remember hearing the fucking white supremacist on some old school TV show being like, you know, like Oprah used to do that where she would have KKK members on like that. She, oh, she did back in the day. I remember there's uh, the interview with her and uh, I love Oprah. Yeah, she's wonderful. She interviews Dave Chappelle and she talks about he's talking about, you know, when he quit the show because he says he saw, he says he saw like an older white guy on his crew laugh in a way where he's like, I have to fire this person. This is not, Oh God, they got me. Like I'm not help. I'm not helping anymore. I'm part of the problem. And Oprah said that she used to have fucking KKK members on and thought that she was providing, uh, a well she thought she was, well, it was or, less that like if I can just talk to them we can understand this we, uh, I can help them I can change them and just she realized that she was just giving yeah. them a platform and she yeah. said there was a moment when she saw one of the KKK dudes make eye contact with one of the dudes in the audience and just have one of those like right on brother moments and she was like oh fuck I'm part of the problem now I thought that I was helping yes and so like good for her though yeah so there, like, there, there is that responsibility of like and the more kind of power you have when you're making 50 million you kind of do go wait maybe this is not helping counterintuitive and like I wanted that all the time when you know you say fucked up shit you try to be in the punk rock band you try to have a good time mm-hmm. and you know again you don't want to stand behind it's just a joke you don't want to ever say that you want to have a, a point to what you're saying and yeah. you want to think about it you want to be fucking deliberate you want to be specific mm-hmm. and not just be an asshole um, I appreciate that so one of your shows again? <laughs> oh, please. No. August 3rd. My favorite topic. Uh, Starry Plow. August 3rd, Saturday at Starry Plow with, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the Abbey Normals and the Last Outlaws. Super excited. I think it's our, I played their open mic there a couple times, but I've never actually done the full band there. So oh, that's fun. Um, I like it. Yeah. We love, we love them. Um, and then in San Francisco, we have August 8th, which is a Thursday, with Emily Davis and the Murder Police Woo-hoo. and um, Life Size Models. And that is, yeah, Thursday, August 8th. We'll be there. We'll be singing. We'll be dancing. Come nice. hang out. I think we have time for huh? one more really? short tish song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I could, I could, we, we have some short Why not? Songs. Um, thank you again so much for having, of course. For having me. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for coming. Of course, of course. Um, short to, to be continued our political discourse. Oh yeah, please. I would love, I will, <laughs> I will talk about this forever and ever and just go in circles <laughs> and be obnoxious. We could start our own podcast. Oh my goodness. I, yeah, no. But I'm going to fight you on Elizabeth Warren. Please. Because I still think she has a, a fighting chance. Oh uh, yeah, I'm all about it. I haven't quite, I haven't delved enough into it. I just, like I said, I know more about the burn and I like the fucking radicalness, but she does seem to have her feet a little more firmly planted on the ground. Bernie's kind of a nutcase. <laughs> But that's what I love about him. Yeah, and she's like, I think Bernie. I think Bernie will return. We got Bernie will like return the ball more with Trump and have it be kind of that entertaining thing. And I think Elizabeth Warren will be like, No, fuck you. This is serious. What is wrong with you? Like, pull it together. Which will be nice. 
They could be in the office together. I know. <laughs> just a couple tactics. Different <laughs> tactics. Um, oh, I know what song I should play. Um, this is a song about stealing a dog. That's funny because I was just, um, God, I forgot where it was. So it was either like Midwest or East Coast, but a pol- he was a police officer and he left his kids in the car. Fuck. And it's been like, you know, 80s, 90 degrees. Jesus. And then the kids died. When did that happen? <sighs> Recently, like in the Fuck. past few months. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if he, if he saw that story too. No, I definitely. I just, oh I just, my god! I, I, I just loved What's the idea. No, I, I love the idea of like a for some reason dog thief just stuck in my head. Yeah. It's like yeah. I saw. So I just imagined some like crusty punk like running away with a pit bull or something like just stealing somebody's dog, <laughs> and it's like ter- like some terrible terrified dog looking up, and then it it's grew, worth money. It grew from there. Exactly. exactly. Have you, did you see that kind of stuff in Oakland? You know, not really. Just, I remember. I remember. My 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 buddies have a song that's uh, "Why'd you get a dog if you can't afford to feed your dog?" Which is like talk, talking shit on the crusties, talking shit, and, and then I remember bringing that up to somebody, much like you do when you're an asshole. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, and it's funny. And she was like, nah. If you were a fucking 